Welcome to Strange Tales from Outer Space! <laughs> <laughs> we should have saved that for the Halloween episode. Oh, we should have. We just blew our load way too early. <laughs> that was good. Oh, good man. Welcome. If you didn't hear it before, welcome to Strange Tales from Outer Space, episode numero ocho. Ooh. Oh, yeah. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Uno, dos, three. Each the sun, young, go, rook, shit, hatch. Yeah. I said, the letter, arba, hamsa. Oh, I can do Arabic. What? Oh, shit, son. As always, we are the crew from Strange Tales from Outer Space, and we're here to bring you the past week in Wild Star. Maybe a hint of what's coming up. And in fact, this week, we got a whole bunch of upcoming awesomeness to fill your fragile little minds and make them explode <laughs> <laughs> but before we do that gentlemen krug how was your week my week was amazing and i think you both know why because when it happened i immediately started telling you guys on facebook and i i wouldn't stop talking about it um i uh krug of uh of the server warbringer of of the game Wildstar. Of of the producers Carbine, of the the publishers uh, NCSoft, of the Planet Earth, of Hail <laughs> <Kale> Stuff, <laughs> stuff. <laughs> of the Milky Way. I, with my with my character Mesmo, who uh, right now I think he's 32, but I think when this happened he was 31. I and I know I'm saying this, and you're going to be like, no, I killed a level 50 spellslinger. Oh, nice. killed a level 50 spellslinger right in his. Dirty little exile face. Oh, so good. <laughs> okay, picks or it didn't happen. He sent us a pick. I have picks. Okay, I have that's going up on show notes. It's I don't have I don't have the recording. I, unfortunately, I didn't record it, but I did take a picture of me standing over his dead body uh, with my little DPS meter up. The DPS meter says I only did six thousand damage, but that's because he was running away and I left combat during the period while he was running away. <laughs> I got up to him again and I killed him. Um, it was amazing. Uh, so what happened was I was I was actually in uh, Thade, and I was like running around Thade trying to like get into Thade just because I was bored. Uh, and I uh, he just like walks out and I stop moving. I'm like, oh god, please don't attack me, please don't attack me. And he like looks I'm at dead. me for a second and he starts building up a charge shot. And so I was like, oh. Uh, uh, crush, which is a knockdown ability that espers have, and he falls on the ground, but he doesn't like roll out of the way. I'm like, oh, he kind of sucks. I'm gonna, because when you roll, I don't know if everybody knows this. If you're knocked down and you roll, uh, you you um, are not knocked down anymore. Like that's how you break out of a knockdown. So he didn't roll, and I was like, oh, he kind of sucks. I'm gonna attack him just for funsies. And so I run up to him and start attacking him, and he was just like not doing anything at all. Like he was just like backpedaling and like using his builder. I don't think he knew that I had, like, damage. I, I don't know. I don't know what he was thinking, but he was just not doing anything. Why did and he then, turn over and die? At one point, he he realized that he was at, like, half health, and I was still at full health, and he was just like, oh, crap, and he started running. <laughs> I keep hitting him as he's running, and then I get him down, and he, like, he runs away, and I was like, oh, he got away. But then I leave combat, and I'm like, oh, hoverboard, click, and I just, like, hoverboard up to him and kill him the rest of the way. <laughs> it was on this rock. Oh, it was just... It was majestic. And so I immediately alt-tab and go onto Facebook and start telling you guys. And I, I spent like 10 minutes like completely away from the game. And uh, I come back. And right when I come back, I hear charge shot 
charging in the corner. I'm like, oh no. And he just charge shots me and then assassinates me a couple of times and I'm dead. I'm just like, well, there goes that. You got one. That's all you I got need. one. That's one. I, that's the only one I get for the whole game. Uh, and if it happens again, I'm pretty sure they'll just close my account because I'm so baller. But now here comes a conundrum. Should we phase out his name or should we leave it up there for the world to see? I'm going to, I'm going to blur it before I send it or, uh, well, I've already sent it to you, but I would prefer if we blurred it. Okay. I, I mean, I, I don't even remember what his name was, to be 100%. We, we will give him his dignity, and we'll blow it out. Or her, <laughs> him or her, whoever it was that ganked you. Sure. Also, yeah, it any, was fun. any spell slinger who's going to open up with Char Shot and OPVP if you don't have the drop on them, I, 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 whatever, I don't, I, I, I don't get it. That was your I fault. Was, I was pretty far away, and I think he saw me casting uh, uh, the, the Esper Melee Builder. I still don't freaking remember what it's called. Uh, and so I think he it's knew like that Psychic I was... Frenzy or something like that? Yeah, that's actually exactly what it's called. Uh, wow. <laughs> Boom. That's I all, play in Esper. Esper is my main. Nazi, that's why. Yeah. Uh, so I think he knew I was like a melee build and, and he could get away with it, but apparently he didn't get away with it. <laughs> that's awesome. That's And that's all. That was like the big thing for the week, huh? Yep. That was my good times. Nice. Good times. Uh, Indigo, what well, about you, man? Well, no, no, no. You had one other really good moment. I believe you won a bet between... Oh, myself. Oh, and yes. You. And yeah, speaking of video, speaking of, that. Of, speaking of dignity, I, I thought I was I, I wasn't going to mention anything. But if you want to talk about uh, how you lost. That's... Sure. So this week, <laughs> I uh, this last week, I became extremely poor. Um, yes, you so did. I, I lost two bets this week. First bet was to Doc. Uh, I lost uh, two plat to Doc because he ended up getting trigger fingers before me. Ching. Which, uh, by the way, totally didn't even think he was ever going to get oh yeah no when we made that bet last (laughs) podcast i'm thinking well this is gonna go on for like a month we're gonna forget about it until it randomly pops up for one of us next day and it it was not even 12 hours later yeah (laughs) i'm doing my dailies open up my satchel and it's right there like booyah kasha motherfucker (laughs) oh it was great that's so funny. So I lost two plat to him, and then I, I was dumb, and I challenged Krug to a PvP match, a, a one-on-one, even though he was, what, four levels above me at that time? No, 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 you, you won that one, but we didn't bet on it. The thing that you lost in was the uh, DPS race, remember? <gasps> oh, that's right. We were in a dungeon, and I lost, no, yeah. no, an adventure. Yeah, yeah. we were in we an adventure. We were, we're right like, oh, way. hey. Yeah, we're like, oh, yeah, let's see who could do the most DPS because it was my first time doing an adventure as a DPS and not a tank. Yep. And uh, I uh, did not, uh, <laughs> did not uh, beat him. And the best part is that's also on stream. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, the, the, like the last thing I'll talk about, though, is uh, so I, I did my first dungeon as the non-tank. And so just straight DPS. And I found that, that it was actually still challenging and that it still had some sort of fun to it. At the same time, it uh, was miserable trying to get into a queue. And yeah, that, that was true. It, yeah, remind, it reminded me of old WoW DPS days where it was just like, well, I'm going to sit in a queue for about an hour and a half before I'm going to be able to get into a queue for anything. Well, it wasn't that bad. Oh, well, I mean, for adventures, it was like 20 minutes, maybe 15 minutes. Although we did have a partial group, not just one person. And I do want to mention something about uh, DPS versus tanking, because I just recently started doing adventures and dungeons as a DPS uh, coming from Healer. And it's totally different gameplay style. Oh, yeah, absolutely. As 
as a healer, almost everything I do, I feel, is situational. Like, oh, the tank didn't do this, that means I have to do this. Or the tank accidentally did this, that means I have to do this. Or the DPS accidentally did this, that means I have to do this. It's not just like rotation, rotation, rotation. With DPS, you have to really focus on getting your rotation right, and at the same time, pay attention to interrupts, and at the same time, pay attention to telegraphs, and at the same time, pay attention to like when you can off-heal your, your tank or when you can like do something to help the other two primary roles in your group it's so hard it's not what i'm used to at all it's really fun though i i really like i oh, really yeah. enjoyed it yeah i, yeah, I, I really yes. enjoyed it for that respect because I've, I've noticed in other games being straight dps it's just is it alive okay kill it and you're right this yeah. game you know you have if you can bring something else to the table as a dps good dps is a live dps yeah so if you get a yeah, healing trinket for yourself to help the healer go for it if you uh, if you're going to off-heal the tank a little bit to get, take off some of the healing for the healer, if you can do it, go for it. And you've got to watch everything. Like in my uh, in my DPS build on my Esper, I have Bolster, which is like really, really tiny heals, but it gives me two Psy points like instantly. So if I'm targeting the tank while I do that, and I'm like, oh, look, here, have some off-heals. Like, I hope that helps. I mean, it's not my job, but I need the Psy points, and you're going to get some heals out of it. So. And you get more yeah. DPS out of it inadvertently because yeah, you, exactly. you get a flying eagle of death to come out of there a little faster. <laughs> yep. Come on! <laughs> well what about you doc how was your week well i got two plat that's a good way to start the week. <laughs> um i outside in the real world i took my girlfriend to uh, an awesome concert uh i i'm i'm a pop punk punk kid at heart and uh i ended up sending spending money to go see fallout boy and i took her to go see paramore and half the podcast just shut it off in, in fear right now. And you fucking suck <laughs> the music. I, we got zero views this podcast. Exactly. All because I said those three words. But that's just, I grew up listening to, you know, Night Out With Your Girlfriend and Take Us To Your Grave. And I was like, oh, I'll definitely see it. And they played as long as I wanted to play and I'm good. Back in game, though, I had a really cool morning doing my dailies. I was sitting there in Crimson Badlands just randomly, absentmindedly doing my dailies. I kind of zen out. And a soccer ganks me. Or tries to gank me. I'm like, okay, well, it's on then. I get away. I pop on my PvP gear, go back into my PvP set. I go in and I three-shot him. I forget Oof. all about him. Oof. Yeah. yeah, one charge shot, two, ass two assassinates, Ugh. and then I take whatever he was trying to kill and kill it. Should have left him with his dignity. Nope. I do not <laughs> instigate. I will retaliate. Sure, so sure. I figure, That's fair. That's fair. I figure, okay, I'll go on. And then a minute later, he pops up, tries to kill me again. I kill him again. Then an Esper <laughs> from the same guild tries to kill me. Uh, I kill him. <laughs> then... An engineer tries to kill me. I kill him. And then it's a four on one. No way. And, they, and I lasted for a good, was it? I even counted it. I didn't have it on stream anything, but it was about a good 35 seconds of one spell slinger versus a stalker, Esper, engineer, and another spell slinger. And it was, and I'm like, wow, they really have it in for me. Cause I'm telling his own chat, you know, Hey, watch out gankers. And I was like, no, no one's touching me. And like, Oh, they're going after me specifically because I killed them all one at a time. And right. now they won't let me leave. They're pushing me back all the way from the uh, the dredges on exile side all the way into the intro for Dominion. Oof. They push me back. And this and this is taken over the course of 20, 25 minutes, half an hour. And then another guy was like, well, if you need help, I'll help you out. So we 2v4, and that went on for, like I said, that whole 30, 40 minutes. And finally, I just I stop. I walk in front of them. I start dancing. And because I have translator on, and they do too, we're chatting back and forth. And I'm like, well... This is really cool. Um, thank you guys for not attacking me right now. And we get to chit-chatting for another 10, 15 minutes. And, it's, um, oh. and it was great because they were sitting there going, well, we thought you attacked us first. And I said, well, no, you're Stalker. And then you're Esper. 
and then your your engineer, <laughs> and then all four of you. <laughs> so I figured, fuck this, I'm not gonna get standing, standing lying down. So I fought back, and they thought it was awesome. We all shook hands essentially and and walked away. And I want to give big props to Impact because not only Alliance side Impact and Warbringer, because not only was that super fucking fun, and I challenge you all to rival me and i'll probably eat my words now for that <laughs> yeah you will <laughs> yeah they're gonna oh. like 40 man radio <laughs> oh yeah but they were they were super respectful to me and the other guy and i was back to them and they were really chill about it and they're like thanks for having some world pp with us i'm like that was that was a great morning so that was probably the coolest part of the week for me and then hearing about these changes we're gonna talk about this week also made my day oh yeah i'm going back to technologist and <laughs> we'll, we'll tell you why soon enough <laughs> but that was our week, and now we're going into the Strange Tales of the Week, and PTR is back with the Defile Update notes, and there's Whoa. some cool ones. So as always, we're going to have the show notes, they're going to have links on our Podbean, and probably you'll see those links elsewhere on yeah, iTunes they're... and everything else. Yep. Keep in mind, everything's subject to change, and you're welcome to follow along with us. And the first big thing is Interrupt Armor is getting some bit of a revamp. Basically, what's happening is there's going to be a generic stackable interrupt armor buff that at the moment is going to be non-dispellable. The amount of interrupt armor you get is not going to change, though. But they're going to affect a lot of abilities. Almost any ability or amp that will give you interrupt armor and gadget, like Burly, Juggernaut, Punish, Unbreakable, and certain potions that will give you interrupt armor, instead of being something unique, it's going to be a generic stackable buff. So you could actually have additional interrupt armor, theoretically, according to this. So you get, like, your gadget interrupt armor, and then your amp interrupt armor, and all of a sudden you have, like, three or four interrupt armor like a boss. Like a yep. literal boss. Yep. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, it sounds like... Uh, I'm not sure if this is, like, a comprehensive list of things that give you interrupt armor, or at least abilities and, and stuff that gives you interrupt armor, but it's a huge list, and we'll, we'll post the list. Yeah, we'll post the, the list. Notes. And I think it's almost every skill and amp and gadget currently in the game that'll give you interrupt armor. If it gives you a single target interrupt armor, you'll get it for five seconds. If it's an AOE interrupt armor, you get it for three seconds. And that's currently the timers on them. That is subject to change, but, you know, that's it. Sure. Krug, why don't you run us through Esper medic changes that we saw that was new this week? Yeah, I'm down. So the Esper changes were very, very small. The Payback Amp got its cooldown released, uh, reduced, not released, what does that even mean? Got its cooldown reduced to 10 seconds from 25 seconds. Uh, Payback's an awesome amp. It's on a tree that I don't use, unfortunately, and I'm kind of debating as to whether or not I should spec that tree just to get Payback. Uh, but it, it sounds like a very useful amp, and 25 seconds to 10 seconds is quite a substantial change. So What for does those Payback you, do again? Uh, it's an interrupt armor uh, amp, actually. Uh, so when your spells are interrupted, you gain two interrupt armor for six seconds. This can only occur once every 25 seconds. Now, was Payback on the list of stuff that was uh, getting twerked with the uh, interrupt armor change? Does not... Oh, yeah, it does. It does. Payback amp is on that list. So that duration is probably getting changed to five seconds because it's a single target interrupt armor. Uh, so those are two changes that are happening to Payback. Uh, instead of... Granting interrupt armor for six seconds, it'll be five seconds. And instead of only being able to occur once every 25 seconds, it can occur once every 10 seconds. So that's pretty awesome. And that those two interrupt armor, according to these notes, should be able to stack with any other interrupt armor that you may get from another source. So good times for that. Esper Boss, Inc. Yes. And now, Medic. I'm really excited about these Medic changes because they are twerking things that pretty much nobody uses uh, and trying to put them into a usable state. So let me just read what it says. 
Fields now give a buff debuff to any allies or enemies that enter the field. The buff debuff will remain as long as they're on the field and refresh each tick that they are. Okay. Uh, so I'm pretty excited about these medic updates because they're twerking things that uh, a lot of people don't use and trying to put them into a usable place. Uh, specifically fields, so let me just read it. Uh, All fields now apply a buff uh, slash debuff to allies or enemies that enter the field. These buffs or debuffs are refreshed each time the field ticks. These buffs or debuffs will now remain on targets that leave the field and can be cleansed. Uh, It doesn't specify a time, but I'm pretty sure that that will be, you know, decided per ability. Uh, Additionally, all fields that damage or heal now do so immediately when a target enters the field and each tick of the buff including refreshed ticks. Now, when we were reading this uh, together during our little uh, show discussion, we were kind of curious as to what refreshed ticks means and what it implies about these fields. Um, What I think it means, and and interrupt me if I'm going way far out of left field here, uh, Ah! is... That was me interrupting you. (laughs) I already made that joke. You just stole my joke. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What I think a refreshed tick is... Ah, is ah, ah, Wait, wait, wait. Oh. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh my god I'm going to kill you uh, I mean I guess it doesn't matter what I think a refresh tick is because apparently nobody wants to know uh, what I think a refresh tick is is a tick that's off of one of the normal ticks so for example if you have a field that uh, applies its uh, ability so for example a healing field that applies a heal every one second a refresh tick is a a heal that is applied in between uh, the one-second heals because, as it said before, when you enter the field, it applies the heal immediately to you. So I think that's what a refresh tick means. What I'm curious to see is if that heal that's applied in between the actual like timed-out heals of the of the field is going to affect everyone in the field or just the person who's entering. Because if it's affecting everyone that's entering the field, if it's creating a new tick for the entire field, then that's going to be really powerful. Because if you have one person standing in a field and five people run into it, that one person's going to get healed five more times. That sounds awesome. Uh, I'm not sure if that's how that works. I really want to wa- uh, go into PV- not PVP, into PTR and uh, test that out. Uh, unfortunately, it's not on my computer anymore, so I have to get on that. I think uh, you're half right. I think it's if you, you end, think if so? you end up if you end up entering the field in between ticks, you get the tick, and then the, the half second later it reticks, you get that tick again. Right, but you don't think it applies to the rest of the group. I I, I don't think it stacks. I don't think you're getting five heals because five people came in. I think because sure. fields are supposed to be the medic's defining trait or one of the defining traits. Yeah, and nobody uses them at all. Yeah, and there's no cap <laughs> on on the fields. It means every single person, the moment they hit that field, is getting the benefit or the debuff. Yeah, which I wonder awesome. if you can. I wonder if you can break that by just walking back and forth, like, off and on the field over and over again and just get healed every time you walk onto it. We should test that. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> we should do that on a stream or something. We should do a PTR stream. That's a conversation for another time. No, uh, but, yeah, that's yeah. we should do that, definitely. Yeah, I think I'd totally be down for that. And then some of abilities got twerked, and these all seem like uh, fields to me. Uh, Rejuvenator, Annihilation, Nullifier, and Restricted are affected by these change. So Rejuvenator, Field Probes, Heal, Annihilator damages, Restricted grants 15% uh, Deflect debuff for 4 seconds. So those are just changes to those fields. Uh, And now, Nullifier no longer has charges. Uh, The cooldown is uh, reduced to 8 seconds from 15 seconds. Uh, no longer gates, but instead is created in front of the medic. 
the tier eight no long no longer requires full actuators to uh, proc that ability, and it will trigger on direct damage procs. So more buffs for medic. Wee. Lots of stuff. I'm really interested to see how they affect gameplay because I really want to see fields used in PvP more because I think it would make you know. As an Esper, you pretty much control the battlefield with CCs. If medics could also like kind of fight for that control with fields, I think it would make some really interesting counter gameplay. Yeah, definitely. Well, and you need to have a macro that says drop the base. Field comes down, and then and then wub wub as your emissions go through. I'm so down for that. But those seem to be the biggest medic changes anyway, and the biggest biggest Esper. Not much for Esper. Engineer. Yeah, engineer. We kind of covered the like ninety percent of it from last week. Nothing new has happened. It's a little just tweaking here and there. We've already talked about, and it's not big enough to warrant. But if you want to check out engineer, check out the show notes or the PTR notes and show notes. Spell slingers, they got a little extra, and warriors got some big love, especially if you're a tank. Spell slingers, your flash freeze is now going to have a twenty-five degree angle instead of a twenty degree, so a little wider. In case you need to like panic and flash freeze to get out of the way in PvP or something like that, it'll 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 help you get away and angle a little better. So it's less of a pistol shot and more of a shotgun blast. Which I think is really funny because during the uh, interview with the uh, the class lead uh, on the Nexus report, he was talking about how they wanted to fix spell slinger burst damage, and he was like, "Oh, I don't want to just reduce their damage because I want them to keep their bursty gameplay. So we're gonna look at other stuff like decreasing their field or their cone angles, and now they're just like boosting this cone angle, which I, I think is hilarious. I wouldn't be surprised if if it's the max." Like at the very apex of their uh, angle, it's now 25 degrees and it might be slightly smaller at the center. Because that's kind of what spell slingers are known for. Their telegraphs look like narrow cones. So our advantage is the further away, the better we're going to be able to hit things. I, I see that's kind of what they're trying to do. So to compensate flash freeze at the end, it gets a little more. But in the in the, in the the at the center of it, the apex, the entry point center or whatever, it'll still be really small. You trying to do math is adorable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and the other thing, and the other thing about spell slingers as a whole is the fact that they're already really, really small telegraphs, and like they are far away, but like they they're not very wide. At no, all. they're not. No, they're not. And if, uh, spell, a lot of spell slingers I've noticed in PvP are like skittish horses. The moment someone gets that close to them, like. Ah! And they try to run away. A smart, smart spell slinger is going to hold their ground and try to find some way of getting that range advantage back. Yeah, I hate Void Slip so much. Oh, it's so like, beautiful. you did one damage to me, Void Slip. Oh. I love doing a 2v1 against sure. like a warrior and a stalker and like, die. And I'm like, okay, fine, gate. Oh, die. Okay, spatial shift. Oh, fine. Okay, void shift or void phase. Oh, fine. Okay, fine. Now I'll Void Slip. At, at the very least, you can't see other people's telegraphs while you're in Void Slip. So I have had the situation of being able to watch a spell slinger reappear from void slip into someone's stun or something. Oh it's yeah. It's just like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's what you get way more than you think. Oh, and pro yeah. tip for other spell slingers. If you see a spell slinger that you're trying to kill, go into void slip. You can go into void slip and follow them. All spell slingers are in the same void. No way. Dead serious. I've done it before. And I've seen people do it to me. Smart spell slingers. If you don't blow your void slip early and you get, want to chase on that kill, Moment you see him go into Void Slip, pop Void Slip, and as long as you have the time frame, it's just you and him. 
can you cast in in void slip land yep. whatever it's called <laughs> yes you can once you're that's in the void awesome. you can still you don't see anything else but whoever else is in the void that's i did not know that that is awesome i wonder if that applies to open world pvp too probably yeah it's, it's just great. void slip in general every time void slip is used you're slipping into a whole new direction you are nightcrawling it so only sure. those who else have only anyone else who can go into a void can see you uh, well, that's but, good to know yep but moving on dual fire now is going to look green to allies and red to enemies because obviously it heals and damages. Uh, if you want to see the red though, you need to I think like take off or put on your your enemy friendly abilities or whatever crap like that. You need to disable enemy beneficial telegraphs. There we go. Which is confusing as a whole. Yeah. I don't think that's confusing at all, but I, that's the just wording me, I guess. Sounds <laughs> But hey, but warriors, uh, your 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 twerks are amazing, especially if you're tanking. Uh, Jolt, plasma wall, and shield burst have all been. Just tweaked a little bit, and oh, well, actually, take it back. It'd be tweaked a lot. Uh, like Jolt, no more charges, but you get a longer cooldown, and you are no longer you no longer have a kinetic energy gate. It'll actually generate kinetic energy per use, which is really cool. But to compensate, you don't get bonus damage anymore at the higher kinetic energy levels. But it is 20 meters now, a little bigger. And every time at T8 you use Expulsion, Polarity Field, or Atomic Surge, you actually reduce the cooldown by five seconds. Of so, Jolt. You have Jolt. So Jolt is is gonna end up coming back into your your uh, your LES to do more damage, generate more threat, and be more awesome. So hey, we're useful again. A little more. <laughs> Plasma Wall also got twerked. Um, the T4 got reduced or increased. The deflect got it. Um, the T the T8 actually the the mitigation is now 55%, but it rapidly decays. And the cooldown is two seconds from three. So you can use it more frequently, and it's supposed to give you more damage reduction and deflect reduction, so you're going to be more awesome. And shield burst, it no longer needs depleted shields to use, but you no longer restore shields on use, and you can only hit five targets from ten. To compensate from that, it's going to generate more threat, and it's going to have a shorter cooldown at six seconds. So all these changes so far this week of PTR are really centered on giving a tank warrior more tools to use. Good times. I know there they've been go. looking for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're, they're needed, definitely. And what about you, Indigo? What about Stalkers? Well, Stalkers, they had a huge amount of change. Are you ready for this? Let's um, do it. Let's do it. I'm ready. Lay it on so me, So last, last week, I, I, I made a, a statement, which was lobotomized and Razor Disc will break uh, stealth. And guess what? It uh, no longer breaks stealth. <laughs> <laughs> Full reversal. <laughs> yeah. This is OP. No, not really. <laughs> so, or maybe they just like wrote it wrong or like in an email somebody forgot to write the word not where he was like, hey, make sure uh, these things do not break stealth. But he just forgot to write the word not. And now they break <laughs> so stealth. Break somebody stealth, was just right? like, OK, they just coded it in. <laughs> it, except for it shouldn't have been brought up in the first place because it, it didn't break stealth in the first place. So now. Well, maybe yeah. they were just being super extra careful. <laughs> But at least this reminds me of the, the Gamma Ray changes where they had to go back and change something else again. But at least we know that way we're not going, oh my god, sure. what the fuck happened? That was, you know, it's, that was literally the only change this week in Stalkers. You, like, you know, <laughs> you know it's going to be super funny is when, when uh, this drop actually drops if these two abilities end up breaking stealth. So it'll be <laughs> like, hey, they don't break stealth. How are we going to make them break stealth? Uh, we don't want them to break stealth, and then they drop it. Hey, Blake, they break stealth. Dear Stream Tales Mailbag or Gmail.com, you said in PTR slash one that you no longer break stealth, but it does, you fucking suck. What? I don't like you. Please. That was the angry critic. 
I did not know you could do that. That was hilarious. I don't. I don't think you have any credibility as a podcast. Oh guys, my god! You got it wrong. You got it wrong. <laughs> I'm so glad we've never heard from a person like that. Oh goodness. That's what I picture. Oh. That's what I picture the angry, uh, the angry nerd rage sometimes when it's oh. when it's when the when the changes happen. If it's something else, I totally agree with. Okay, yeah, hey, things are wrong. But whenever it's something like that, where you didn't do it right, and now it's done, it's done wrong, it's wrong. Well, well I, I, I would just like to say, PTR, like. Yeah, PTR. Even if somebody gets honest for these being wrong, it's because they change. That's how they work. So, but middle fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Raise your middle fingers. Whoop, whoop. Anyway. <laughs> so, Indigo, what else happened in this patch? Uh, for for stalkers, that that was it. Oh, that that's that's there's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ice. Ice. They're like, they're like, you know what? We realized that stalkers were pretty freaking awesome the way that they were. We're just gonna go back to that. <laughs> oh, so... I mean, that was that was it for stalkers. But I mean, we can go into dungeons and stuff like that. Which Storm Talon, there is a couple twerks on it. Uh, Lightning Storm can no longer be cast back to back, which is awesome. Lightning Storm can no longer crit. So both of these really, really awesome helps. I, I mean, I don't know if either of you have had an issue where. Where some where one of the uh, guys actually cast uh, lightning storm back to back and you crit they crit on a regular basis so you're just getting demolished and you're just like I I, I don't know what to do is lightning storm which which ability is lightning storm am I the well, only one that doesn't I can't remember lightning, if it's the first light, boss or last boss or is it no, no, boss? no 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 no, no, Lightning Storm, uh, well, now I feel like I'm going to be wrong, but I'm just going to say it and assume that I'm wrong. Lightning Storm is the ability where one of the members of your party gets um, frozen in, in spot, and there's a telegraph <laughs> surrounding that person, and a lightning bolt constantly hits them over and over and over again. Uh, oh, gotcha. Conductor, yeah, you're right. Conductor was the sun, Lightning Storm was the multicast. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we, I boom. believe you because I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we are we are a reputable source of news for this. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah, sure you're right, actually. Yeah, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Uh, I mean, hey, send that uh, hate mail to Hollow Mosh or Hollow Mash. Your Hollow Mash at, <laughs> at gmail and your episode eight. Your guy in you go the lightning stormy work and get work. You are wrong. That's what it sounds like. So this is the best part is, is that <laughs> none of this, none of us has received an angry email like that. Yeah, not even not even a single one. Not I don't understand where this is coming from. Just, anyways. I'm, I'm, the floodgates will open. Yeah, because also, of you. T- anyways, keep going. <laughs> uh, increased buffer time between lightning storm and static wave to uh, alternate overlapping. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Alleviate. Alleviate overlapping. Yep, this guy who's dyslexic. That makes m- how- more sense. <laughs> alternate overlapping? What the fuck? We're just going to fuck you over harder. Let's just read that again. Increased buffer times between lightning storm and static wave to alleviate overlapping between those two abilities. That's That was what he was trying to say. Oh, nice. That'll be very helpful. Yes, it will. Uh, overseer drift catcher. Uh, being taunted will no longer break the electro storm uh, cycle. and then the last little bit of ptr notes that i want to talk about is the trade skill stuff so technologists fixed some issues that caused bad data to appear in technologist expert uh research tree so doc you were an expert right you're no longer an expert 
Oh, well, when you switch skills, you actually still retain whatever rank you were. Yeah, so but was what an I expert. Mean is- you're, you're not actively using it. Yeah, I'm not actively a technologist, so I don't. I have not seen it. I w- I okay. I went back a while back. Gotcha. But uh, were you seeing this issue before? Uh, no, not in the research tree. Only because I didn't do a lot of research. I after a while, once I got the expert, I'm like, ah. And so once I made gadgets, I didn't see a need for the class, and a lot of people or skill, a lot of people agree kind of with mm. me. So that's why I switched out to something else. Okay. So I I can't really comment on it. But while we're on the issue of technologists, they got some major loving coming up soon. Can't tell you how soon, but soon. Um, Hey, so last week we did a 101 on um, room crafting. Yeah? Yeah. I remember that. I I thought it was kind of nice. You get a nice little, like, uh, heads up on how to room craft and everything. Sure. Yeah. So I figure... We're good to go. People will will know how to do this now, and they'll be edumacated, and they'll be able to do it on themselves. And then Carmine decided to drop some massive knowledge on us, and I, for one, welcome that knowledge. But at the same time, begins to invalidate our entire 101. (laughs) Begins to invalidate our entire 101? Begins to? Begins to. Because they just dropped the runecrafting changes that they are fairly set on already. And they're pretty damn cool. We're going to leak all six parts. It's six parts. It's pretty nice. Onto the leak show notes. Leak isn't the right word at all. It's already leak. been posted. Oh, oh they oh. said leak. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean leak? <laughs> they didn't just send these to us. <laughs> well, they were leaked on the on the, on the forums, and then now they're being leaked through Strange Tales. Sure. Boom. In six parts, six forum posts that they released these changes in. So, oh, which, yeah. yeah. Just it, goes it, to show you the span of the knowledge. Like, it's so many different things. And because we're awesome and we love you all, we're going to streamline that into the biggest points that you should realize. So, one... The elements themselves are being streamlined. Some of them are getting additional attributes. Like, say, air is now getting assault power or something like that, or fire. Uh, there is a, a, an image that has it all comprehensively put down. But in that first part or two, they've actually confirmed that weakened leveling runes are going to happen. So they're going to have leveling-style runes. Uh, weakened, basic, and set runes. So that's really cool. They're going to make sure that people actually use runes once they get through that in, uh, introductory quest at 15. So yep. that's nice. So you're not sitting there at 50 going, I don't know what I'm doing. Yep. So each set is also getting additional sets to give players an easier time to kit yourself out the way you see fit. So you are you have more customization for it. But here is the awesome part because this is where technologists are going to go back and we're going to watch prices just skyrocket the hell out for a while. There are two <laughs> new features. One... You now can re-roll the runes you get. The rune slots you get. Yes. So say you get that rune slot and it's like you're a DPS and it's like fire, yes. Fire, yes. Water? What I don't need I don't need water slots. I'm DPS. I need fire. Well now with runic elemental fluxes that only technologists can create. You Although can, they can be dropped by group content. Stuff actually, as the well. other one can be dropped. Yeah. Not this one. The Elden Runic Flux. Can but, be this is, yeah, but this is the Runic Elemental. They're very similar sounding. Oh, oh, my yeah. bad. Yeah. This I one's... retract the thing I just said. So to re-roll, you're going to want Runic Elemental Fluxes. Technologists can now create them. Uh, so, hey, now you're useful. And you're going to need either <laughs> Omniplasms or Accelerants for it. It doesn't say exactly what you need, but you will be able to make them. But here's how it works. You can now re-roll each slot one time and one time only. So if you have four slots on your gear... You can re-roll all four of them. They can only re-roll each slot once. 
when you want to re-roll it, you have to have the certain amount of runic elemental fluxes. And then when you click on it through the rune skill, the rune crafting setup, it'll give you two new choices. And it'll be a random, randomly picked from every other element except the original type of rune and omni runes. So for example, if you're going to re-roll a fire rune slot, you can get any other type of slot except fire, because obviously you're re-rolling fire, and omni. So say for example, you have a piece of gear with three rune slots, a fire slot, fire slot, and earth slot. You don't want the first fire slot, so you're going to re-roll it. You have all of the uh, runic elemental fluxes you need, so I think it's one to re-roll one slot. And now it's going to give you two random uh, replacements, either air or fusion. And this is an example, so it's all possible, it's all hypothetical. Like, right. Okay, well, I need air, so I'm switching that fire to an air, and now that first fire slot, because you've changed it, is now locked and can no longer be rerolled. Yep. That's it. But you can now, but, but you can still reroll the second fire slot and the earth slot as well. Right. But each one once. So it's it is it sounds confusing. It really isn't. It doesn't sound confusing. I wonder if anyone's going to reroll an omni slot. That would be fun. Oh, that would suck. I mean, omni slots <laughs> can do anything, right? I know they can. That's why it would be funny to watch. <laughs> like someone on a stream is like, I need to reroll this slot. Click. I got and everyone in the stream is just like, I should no! change that. I wonder if you're even going to be able to re-roll an Omni slot. If I were if I were Coben, I'd totally do it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just yeah, just to, to troll, just to troll people. <laughs> but the second new oh, feature man. is you can actually add rune slots to your items now. Pew pew! Yep, typically the max is four slots, but certain purple items will get five slots. So, ho! It's going to be awesome. Well, the max is based off of, uh, according to what the itemization lead said, the uh, quality and the source of the gear. So, for example, like blue gear will have X number of rune slots. I think like crafted blue gear gets two rune slots. But if you get uh, craft or if you get um, shoot, what's the the like group content blue slots uh, items that drop, it'll have three rune slots by default. So they're, that's what they're doing to kind of try to separate the crafted gear from the world gear because they don't want to nerf crafting they still want people to be able to manually assign their stats and build their character the way they want them to but they also want to feel like they're rewarding people that are doing the group content the way they're doing that is by adding rune slots to them yeah and and like and and to just reiterate on that green gear and blue gear if green gear has slots you can actually max them out at four slots uh purple and potentially orange and potentially pink could possibly get five slots now, to do to add rune slots, you're going to need Elden Runic Fluxes. So they're very similar sounding to the Runic Elemental Fluxes because they said, let's just confuse people. Technologists <laughs> can make this as well, but Elden Runic Fluxes can drop from World Loot, Dungeons Adventures, PvP, Raid, Loot Bags, and other sources. So kind of like your, your, your rune fragments. They can drop from anywhere, but a technologist can also make this. And the cool part about that is the higher difficulty content you get, the more them will drop. For example, if a veteran dungeon is going to potentially drop more Elden Runic Fluxes than a normal dungeon, which is nice. You get rewarded for doing better content, theoretically. Now, you're going to need that Runic element or Elden Runic Flux, and obviously the higher quality slot you want to add, the more Elden Runic Fluxes you're going to need. For a blue slot, right now they're saying one Elden Flux. For purples, three Elden Fluxes to add a new slot. For orange, which is legendary, you're going to need nine Elden Fluxes. And for pink, which is the artifact quality that no one's seen, 27 <laughs> Elden Fluxes. But with pink artifacts, this one might change where when you do an imbuement, you might get it instead. So, yeah, so they won't. it won't be something you purchase. It'll be something that you uh, have to do an imbuement to get the, the extra rune slots. Uh, is it true that you can only 
add one rune slot to any given item? No, you can add up to the max, which is four. So if you have that blue with one slot, according to this right now, and according to the add rune slots feature with Elden Fluxes, you can ha- you can now make that one slot item into a four slot item if you have the correct amount of Elden Fluxes to do it. I just found it in the, the forum post, and it says uh, blue items from vendors, quests, and crafting can have a maximum of three rune slots. Oh, three. Okay, I apologize. Excellent, co- excellent quality items that drop from group content, which is... Blue con- blue items that drop from group content can have four rune slots. Purple items can have four rune slots. Uh, if they drop from group content, it can have five rune slots. Orange items that you get from vendors can have six rune slots. If they drop from group content, it'll have seven slots. And then pink will have eight. Okay, that's uh, perfect because so that means it's exact. Okay. That's the breakdown. It's in the part four of the uh, forum post. So if you want to take a look at it yourself, because I just kind of blew through it with my mouth and uh, if you want to blow through it with your eyes, then you can look at look at <laughs> Really? Wow, just, what the hell know. happened here? I don't know. I don't know. Let's just ignore that forever. But <laughs> as a heads up and a warning, when you add a slot, the slot will be random. You do not get to pick your slot. But hey, you right. now have the ability to re-roll slots so long as you have yeah, the yeah. runic elemental fluxes. So yeah, yeah. there's that. That's awesome. And yep. that's that's the those are the big highlights from the uh, room crafting drops and the, the room crafting posts, but that's not all. <sighs> I don't know. Well, uh, you are an explorer, and I don't. I've never explored before. Well, uh, hmm. actually, explorers are freaking awesome, and I really love that. <laughs> like, let let let's be real easy here. Uh, explorers are awesome, and I'm upset that there aren't more out there because they're awesome. But uh, so from some a YouTube video which we'll post up on there on our on our on the podcast, there is a possible new ability or a replacement ability for the explorers. It hasn't really been released yet, but so we don't know. But there's a freaking jetpack. Like you not, suck. Yeah, like how freaking awesome is that? Pack. No, no, mind you, it's not like oh yeah, I have a flying mount. It's not that. <laughs> it, it, it's, Which, uh, it's a leap, basically. Yeah, yeah, it's a leap ability. So you're going to be able to get a little bit higher off of your abilities or as if you're dropping and you're fa- falling from a high level, which you do as a regular basis as an explorer, it will break your fall and you won't take as much damage if you do it at the right time. So again, we aren't completely sure if it's a replacement. I, I heard that there was rumor that it's a replacement for air break. There has also been rumors that all of the different... Um, class abilities or, or path abilities sorry will get additional uh abilities and slots and stuff like that so I, i'm really intrigued i'm really excited about it yeah it looks great and just so we just so we're clear uh, I'm, I'm watching the video right now it looks like it has a four second cooldown which is awesome <laughs> that yeah. seems like it'll be broken as hell that seems well, like it, it's not correct it's it's really slow it doesn't like propel you forward at breakneck speeds yeah and it doesn't really put you up that much higher like i could see that if you misstepped and you're like starting to fall off and you're really quick with your finger you could get back up to somewhere but it doesn't it doesn't well, really well, well it, Doc, it doesn't I mean, what are you breaking. afraid of what, what are you afraid of nothing they're probably going to disable it in pvp and that would be great but well, uh, well, all, all, all explorers yeah all explorer abilities i believe all yeah. path abilities are are no no longer allowed in pvp they are there's and actually one that i know people are starting to avoid no scam bots already been disabled about a month or two ago but really? i've been noticing uh settlers are that like split second between the gate opening and wall of tiki and the actual start of the match if they're fast enough 
they can drop their campfires. I've seen it happen. No way. Photo- I don't have photo proof, but I've seen it happen four times in the last like week and a half. Are you sure that wasn't like a prop or something? Like nope. were you getting heels off it of was it? A, it was a straight up campfire. Were you getting heels off of it when you weren't at spawn? As soon as you got within radius, you were being healed. You can click on it and get a um, endurance buff. That oh. sounds like a glitch more than it does an yeah, actual. But it's, a, it, but it's a straight up exploit. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. I, so, I would say so. Heads up for that. If you see it, uh, do what I didn't do. Get a picture and report it. But it's it should be blocked. A little bit of slash bug there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Gamescom just happened last week. And Woo-hoo. for us. I'm, I don't know why I'm woohooing. I didn't go. I wish I'd went. <laughs> oh, man. I don't even care because they dropped so much knowledge on us that it's in freaking sane. And now we're entering in spoiler territory because we're getting into not only the file drop, but also Halloween. Yeah. Well, well hold on. Is it is it really spoilers? Because they kind of just released this information at Gamescom. Yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't like, all right, guys, we're going to bring you into a closed room. You're not allowed to bring your phones <laughs> out. You have to sign a contract like this is not spoilers. They're literally giving us this information. Yeah, now. true. So, yeah, it's not spoilers. Whatever. So <laughs> <laughs> fine. Ruin my fucking fun. God damn it. <laughs> That's all right. Because I hate spoilers. So if you did go to Gamescom. You did get the cool showstopper title. You also got the monocle and the headset, and you got to die. I want that so badly. Well, you technically can, and you technically can't. They are region locked. There are codes for NA and EU, but yep. they were giving out EU codes at Gamescom. I had heard if you asked very politely if you were an EU player on an NA server, they were giving you it. So if you see uh, an eBay account or on the forums or in-game saying, hey, I am selling my Gamescom loot, you need to make Let sure... Me know. Let yeah, yeah, know. yeah. One, let us know. <laughs> totally, let us know. I, 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 I will totally buy one of those because I'm totally not. I don't want it that badly. That's ridiculous. I do. I want to be a special pretty pony. <laughs> I want to be a fucking unicorn in this game. But, but you need to make sure you're getting the right code, or you just wasted either in-game money or real money. So, caveat sure. emptor, guys. Caveat yep. emptor. Uh, they've also leaked the Protostar, the Ultimate Proto Games. Now they're calling it, and it looks pretty cool. Gentlemen, do you guys know what they're going to do with this thing? I do. Uh, I mean, would you like me to talk about it or? Of course. I feel like I talk. Yeah, I mean, that's the general goal, like (laughs) for us to talk about the things that are on this piece of paper. So don't need to be so aggressive all the time. (laughs) Frappa, bro, ham. (laughs) Anyways. So, uh, yeah, the, the, the Protostar games is really awesome. So they they showed a brief overview. There's a YouTube video that you can watch. It's a brief overview of just kind of the maps. It doesn't explain what each map does, but it just is an actual 3D map. Because earlier we had the overview map that we showed on Yeah, on like the, the 2D maps. Yeah. So now they're actually doing a sweeping camera view of everything. And it, it shows you 12 – no, 11. Am I correct? 11 maps? I think it's 11 maps right now. Yeah, so it's 11 total maps, and that if every time you run through it, you will get nine of those maps and a boss map, uh, a guaranteed boss. So each time you run through it, it's possible that you may have to run through it, you know, a half dozen times or so just to be able to get every single room to see what's in every single room. Uh, Not only that, but it's actually a point-based system. So if you go into it and you do you score higher in each of the rooms, you're going to actually get better chances of loot. So all in all, I, I'm really excited about it because there's a, there's like a football game. There was like tanks. Yeah, and... I was excited about the tanks thing a lot. I want to see yeah. the tanks. tanks yeah, I, yeah. I want to see the whole entire thing. Like I, I, I just want to sit down and watch a video of someone playing just because I want to see what it's like. And each gameplay is supposed to be completely different from the other. So right. – 
it, it's it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be really exciting. But wait, yeah, up. Really excited the proto games two. are on PTR right now. So instead of waiting for somebody, we could go do that, or you could go do that. For money. For money. For money. <laughs> but it doesn't say whether or not the points are either going to be individual or team-based. It does say more points, more gear. And it's going to somehow link to the future Protostar Academy level 10 dungeon. Yeah, that's, that's the uh, the learning dungeon that they were talking about for get, a while ago. Get yourself educated. Get yourself educated. Yep. Go to school. Dungeon school. And they they did hold they did drop a big thing on the file that does have spoilers so I don't want to talk about it personally because I'm being nice to you people because <laughs> you guys asked so I, I'm being nice to you too and then also to the rest of the the people the part of our cast that are listening to us you're welcome we'll post the link though if you want to yeah. go uh, look at it yourself but what I'm excited about yeah yeah shades Eve Mm-mm-mm-mm. and they've leaked not only. <laughs> Uh, images but photos and it looks better than i originally anticipated hold on hold on they linked images and photos he meant to say videos videos. (laughs) videos. which is hard no no it was images and photos and videos you get all three (laughs) (laughs) nice save except for really bad save oh yeah they also jpegs in there as well they're jpegs (laughs) and pngs and i think you saw a gif <laughs> or a GIF, or you want to call it? But yeah, they they leaked GIF. images of Ilium and Thade. It's a GIF. Okay, we get it. They leaked photos of Ilium and Thade. <laughs> I don't care what anyone else says, including the person they who leaked came up photos with the extension. Of Ilium and Thade. It's a GIF. <laughs> and uh, the video does show some other cool things. A, a new zone that might stick around past the past that drop. Uh, they're talking about the lore drop that happened about two years ago about Shades Eve. Wait, wait, that, wait, hold what? On, hold on. Lord is playing a song at Shades Eve. Lord. I'm so confused as to what. Lord, never be royals, royals. <laughs> I don't have money to pay for that, right? So don't sing anymore. <laughs> don't worry, guys. I've got all the plat. Oh wait, <laughs> we got all your plat. Where your plat go? It's in my bank. So the lore drop they had about a year or two ago talking about what they want to do with Shades Eve seems to still be intact and is still considered canon. Uh, an earlier podcast he had talked about it because we all love Halloween. Jack Shade is going to be a potential instance boss for this month. Either way, you're going to be able to burn effigies and it's going to be a realm-wide progression system. Not I just... Jack Shade and I will kill you. Okay, that was kind of cool. If you put that in conjunction with the PT trailer I tried the other day, I'm not sleeping again tonight. God <laughs> damn it. And I'm in a dark room, and I just mentioned PT, and I need to now turn on my light. I'm dead fucking serious, because that, that trailer scared the ever-loving shit out of me. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. <sighs> Douchebag. Oh, did it happen? <laughs> but yeah, it's gonna be real line progression. It's not gonna be just side wide. So it's gonna be like kind of like AQ40 for uh, Wow Wow. If you played Wow, and it's gonna be all month long. But they're saying the capitals will obviously decorate it for the entire duration. There will be the instance. There'll be dailies, and there'll be fetch quests quests to send fetch you quest all, to yep, to send you all around Nexus. But they won't say what they're tied into. And it looks like they might have leaked a potential a cosmetic warrior weapon. Yeah, that thing oh, looks really oh, cool. Oh, it looks pretty Oh, man, cool. I'm not a warrior, though. I want something like that so badly, though. I'm, I'm not even going to uh, spoil it for you because it looks pretty awesome, and I hope it's it, not just warriors I get. Yeah, I was going to say. There'll be a link. 
it can't it can't just be warriors because the thing is is that warriors got the costume cosmetic piece for the pre you know download of the game so they got the what was the damn gravestone that they swing around the they have that maker. <laughs> the yeah, damn yeah. gravestone that they swing around I love <laughs> that so they have that already they have to have to have something else for other other classes sure i still want toaster resonators dude seriously i voted for those i wish that yeah i wish there was a toaster side blade that's just a toaster mounted onto your back (laughs) no it should be a toaster with like two two knives to have like (laughs) side blade instead of toast they're just like poking out the little toast holes and instead of like a hole where you put your hand in it's like an egg inside it so it's like an egg being cooked inside wait wait wait. your toasters have a hole that you put your no i'm thinking like a piece of toast oh my god Oh. I hate you both. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that that's all shady stuff that's coming along. It looks nice and dark instead of kind of like Party City looking cheapy from the last leaked images it showed us. And to top it off, two other things happened. Uh, we got a new PvP map on the way. An so arena map. For this. So oh, yeah. excited for this. Because right now you're stuck with the one arena. Yep, the one arena, and they're calling this one right now the Icebox. Yeah, nice. it's it's really awesome. It's got dynamic levels so that there's a, an upper tier and a lower tier, and that there's like holes in the ground that you're able to jump through and slide into, and then there's like stairways. So it, like there's a lot more dynamic. Like right now, in it's the, just two pillars and like a wall. What the the current one? Yeah, the current. Yeah, it's just like two pillars and a wall. There's no like interesting geographical challenge to like. No. It's it all about line of sight. That's the, the, the current one is all about yeah. line of sight. The fact is that if you're a stalker, you can go around the corner and you're no longer seen or you can hide. Right. So it, it's all about line of sight. This has line of sight as well as like I'm running and oh, my God, there's someone in front of me now. You know, like there's, <laughs> yeah. there's ledges like, and surprise holes. mechanics. You can yeah, set there's, up ambushes. Yeah. Br- brilliant idea. I love it. And I don't know if they're planning on bringing this out in the defile. Is that is that the, the plan? Or uh, do you think they're going to hold off? Do you think they're going to hold off toward closer to uh, December? Because you know, if I had to guess, I don't think the Defile is going to have that PvP map in it. I think they're going to wait. Yeah, I, I yeah. can see the Icebox coming out for the Protoss drop or November, just uh, because the ice theme of it. I, yeah, yeah, that's obviously, what yeah, yeah, obviously, Shades Eve's not coming out for the Defile drop. It's going to have its own drop during sure. October. Yeah. Right. So just a look into the future. Good yeah. times. And uh, yeah, devs ended up playing against Insanity during Gamescom, and they did surprisingly <laughs> well. And then I heard they got their asses stomped in the next live stream. Oh, did they? Yeah, I haven't seen all of it, but it, it was really fun to watch the devs. And I liked the fact that they were commenting and casting over the combat, which is really fun. We're kind of missing that aspect of PvP, because uh, there's yeah. honestly not a whole lot of Twitch and streaming stuff going around with the game, which is really odd. Yeah, like Dota or League of Legends, like, commenting style. Yeah. Like, if you mm-hmm. played Smite, you had that third-person perspective, and it kind of feels like that could be a really cool idea for Wildstar Arenas. So, but, yeah. whatever. No, I, and I found the announcements for this really exciting and really fun. Like, the guys that were doing the announcements for this, uh, it really was entertaining to listen to and watch. Like, I was, I was even kind of excited. Like, I'm not a huge sports person. Like, I used to play sports back in the day. But, like, I don't watch it. I find watching it boring because it's just like, and the pitcher is at the mound. And strike three. And and so, like, or, I find it or, really... Goal! <laughs> to the window! Wait, what? <laughs> Please pass out. I really hope you pass out. 
but it. you guys suck. But I found <laughs> I found the level of excitement from the guys uh, not too aggressive like goal, but not nearly as boring as baseball. And really, when the announcer goes and the medic brings in the wub wubs, how do you not? <laughs> how do you not get excited from just that? I can't wait to just say I, I want I want to honestly cast arena battles and something we could potentially do in the future. I can't wait to honestly say, and the medic drops the base, boom, and the field goes down, and he's dead. <laughs> and, and the medic dies. And the music's over. Everyone can go home now. Goodbye. Exactly. So that was all the stuff from Gamescom. There was also an interesting subreddit link that happened in the past week about NCSoft. Now, they actually released some hard facts about Wildstar finally. Yeah, it was really interesting read. Like I sat through there and I I, I read the whole thing and I, I I'm actually okay with it. So for those of you that don't know, we'll obviously put the link in there. But NCSoft Global put out their earnings and what people have extrapolated was Wildstar currently or at launch I should say sold roughly estimated around four hundred and fifty thousand ish boxed copies at launch. Now, obviously, some circles are going, oh, my God, it's the end times. Free to play and never happening again, blah, blah. Some people are being a little more level-headed and saying, okay, wait, let's break this down. And some people are simply going, is that a good thing or a bad thing? And honestly, I'm on board with the is that a good thing or a bad thing group because um, I I don't have enough information. Like, that, yeah, interesting information to read. Totally liked uh, all the articles that were posted about it. Uh, there was a forum post about it, about like what uh, Indigo showed it to me. I think it was about like what uh, investors look for in a portfolio and stuff like that, and how that relates to what Wildstar's earnings are. It was really interesting, very well thought out, uh, very intelligent sounding. Yeah, and and one thing. But to even keep with in this mind, information, I don't think we have enough to yeah, judge we, anything. I totally agree, and Indigo and I have a disagreement. I honestly think what they, when they say box copies, I believe that means actual physical copies that were sold at stores. And Indigo, I think you said something else, right? Well, they don't say boxed. They say box sales. So it's not they're, – they're not specifying that it has been boxed, E-D. They're saying box sales, which is a generic, usually used as a generic term uh, for overall sales of a, of a product. Non-subscription so, or other miscellaneous Yeah, things. so it's referring to the, the physical purchase of the game. Not, not necessarily physical, but the fact is that – I now own the game on my computer, and I can download it and delete it and re-download it as many times as I want. <laughs> I can download or, it, and I can delete it, and those are pretty much the only two things I can do without yep, paying $15 or, a month. Or I can take a disc, and I can install it or delete it from the disc. That's usually what I, what I have come to understand as box sales, uh, not necessarily the individual box because the reason the reason that's usually not used as a term is because it's only used pre-launch of a, a product. So, yeah. like, now based on that description, how do you feel about the roughly four hundred fifty thousand copies being sold? That is considered the grand total of all sales of Wildstar. Uh, well, I, I gotta I gotta say this is a game that it's on its its own game. There's no pre-history on it. There's no pre-fan base on it. 450,000 uh, sales as a whole, and you got to think pr- approximately, let's just say, again, just throwing numbers at let's just say 50% of the people that uh, buy a game don't play it after the first month. So we're looking at like 225,000 people still continuing to play the game. Uh, I do not give 
a uh, uh, I'm being nice about this. I don't care about individual numbers. Like I don't care how many people are physically playing the game at one time. Uh, I really enjoy the game and I, I like playing the game and that people that are upset that there aren't more people playing and that it needs to go to free to play or it needs to, you know, it, it's going to go to free to play because it doesn't have enough players is, is just a cockamamie uh, idea. Uh, it, it's, it's all about the quality of players and the, the fan bases in which they have versus the physical quantity of players. I mean, Krug, you used to be a huge player in um, Team Fortress, and then yeah, when yeah. it went, then when it went to free to play, like, what was your what was your feelings and opinion of the game as a whole when it went from one to the other? So, you, Team Fortress is amazing, by the way. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Props to uh, <laughs> to those folks over there. Uh, when it went free to play, it. The quality of the community declined drastically. Like before, it was you could hop into a room and like genuinely bond with people. Not about the game necessarily, because it has in-game voice chat, so you can like talk to people. And normally, games would just turn into like I'm absentmindedly playing Team Fortress Two while chatting with these guys that I don't know. And it was really fun. Uh, when I went free to play, it just kind of got like uh, and. Uh, you didn't like See, the, well, the community. I, I'm trying to. I'm debating with myself whether or not to say this because it's ageist, and I don't like being ageist because <laughs> the industry I work in is ageist, and I don't like it very much. But uh, it got really young. Like a lot of younger people started playing, and they were kind of whiny. Uh, not as a. <sighs> there were exceptions to the young whiny people. There as were there young are, always. Yeah, yeah, but on uh, as a whole. They were mostly very whiny, very complainy, very like, oh, why are you killing me? Like people would genuinely like say, why are you killing me? Stop killing me! Don't shoot me! Like, what? But 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 that's the that, that's the game. That's how you play the game. I have this gun, and you have red on you, and so I need to kill you. That's how I get points. I like points. Like it, it just got worse. Overall, it got worse. But you'd still get those. Like you'd have to basically actively try to find a group of people to play with that were of a higher caliber personality wise let's just put it that way <laughs> yeah and there, there is a definite cultural try to be as political as possible yeah now, definitely i personally think when it says box sales it actually is being very specific in saying we sold less than 400 around 450,000 box copies of wildstar which means for a new brand new ip at launch it's not a bad number not a bad number at all but i also think that they're only talking about the physical box sales I could be wrong. He could be wrong. We both could be wrong. So I, well, I honestly let think me that ask you this, this question. The digital if, sales if, are labeled separately, and they, I don't think that that was part of this report. But why would it not be a part of this report? That's the question is, now, is that few, why would they, Why would you signify that this is just the box sales and not just go overall sales? Now, the reason why I believe that is because I have watched and kind of read over the last few years – that as the digital distribution of games has become more frequent and more commonplace with Steam, with uh, EA Origin, with, well, even though it's shit, and now other games going, okay, now we're going to digitally sell this through stuff like Green Man Gaming and, Geo and GOG, that they're, they're starting to differentiate the digital sales versus the, the physical box sales because they're starting to, some companies are going to justify saying, okay, well, digital is doing really well. And now we're really curious about the physical copy because if it's if it's not worth the money to make the box, the disc, the manual, eh. the shipping, and sending out to everybody else, and maybe not getting all of the sales from it, then maybe we will do less 
to spend less money and give the physical copies and focus our efforts into a digital sales venue. That makes sense. And, and I'm just going to say this, and I know this is my mindset for about everything in my life, but this is because this is how I've been raised. Uh, we don't know what their margins are per box. We yeah, don't we know don't. what their margins on per, are per player. We don't know. We don't know any other supporting information about how much money they make or how much money they spend. It's it, we don't know anything about how cred selling. We don't know anything about how server transfers are selling. We don't know anything about how uh, character renames are selling. Don't know anything about. All of these variables that just basically makes this information that we have interesting but useless. Yeah, and we finally got some hard numbers, and even then we're still not 100% sure on it. Yeah. yeah. And and honestly, I'm like torn between this is interesting information and I really wish they hadn't released this because now people are going to start drawing conclusions and I really don't believe that they have enough money to start uh, – not enough money. <laughs> I really don't believe they have enough information to start drawing any kind of conclusions about anything. People never need all the information. They just need oh, like yeah. a sliver of a rumor oh, and they'll yeah. go off on one side or the other. Now, yeah, welcome to Facebook. God, welcome to the world. <laughs> well, but, but hold on. The thing is, is that we we kind of fell into the same pit as everyone else, which yeah, is true. we literally looked at one of the five points that they made on this on this uh, Reddit post. And so we're looking at a hard number that one, we don't know what its actual meaning is. We can't like amongst the three of us, we can't determine whether or not it's the physical hard copy sale or the overall copy sale. So we're already doing exactly what everyone else is doing, which yeah. is we see a number and go, oh my God, oh my God. And we point that out. I mean, I want to continue to go down that list and look at the overall points that they're making. I mean, they're also talking about, look, this, the, the, the as a whole, NCSoft uh, is okay with this. NCSoft is fine. And in fact, even if this game was currently losing, they would not get rid of this game unless it was for a while. Because they're like, as long as the overall NCSoft company is making money and they're having a profit, then it doesn't affect NCSoft and they're going to continue to host it. And honestly, and then the, if you look at NCSoft, what games do they make? They make Lineage 2, which still sells gangbusters. Um, yeah. They still have Aeon, which still does <laughs> still decent. Gangbusters. Well, someone said cock maybe a little bit ago, so man. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, and they're like, hey, investors think differently from players and the player base. Investors are going to look at the numbers and go, am I making money off it? If okay, cool. I'm all good with, I'll get all good with this. And once that changes, I will raise a ruckus and we'll do something about it. The player base is going, oh God, we need these numbers or else they're going to totally fuck us over. And NCSoft still makes a but little money. They make they, they help distribute Guild Wars 2 for Christ's sake. Yeah. And and the other thing that they wanted to talk about especially by talking about investors is the thing is is that the investors aren't purchasing individual stocks in Carbine or Wildstar. The thing is the investors are overall looking at NCSoft as a whole. So really saying that Wildstar is doing horribly or, or, or whatever naysayer negatively that's being spoken about the game uh, and that they're afraid it's going to have one angle or another going towards it. The, the issue is, is that we're trying to project our perspective of what the stockholders are going to do when it, as a whole, they're not even looking at Wildstar. They could care less what games that they're actually hosting yeah. and more at the fact that at the end of the year, yep, I got a fat stack in my wallet because I invested in <laughs> yeah. so long as So long as a specific part of it isn't all drastically altering their portfolio, mm -hmm. they don't care about it. And to NCSoft and to Carbine, that's a good thing because Carbine is assuring NCSoft that they're going to create a quality product. So NCSoft can go to their investors and say, all of our products are going to make you money. 
So trust yeah. us, and we'll trust Carbine, and Carbine trusts the players, and it, it all trickles down from there. So even if you're going to naysay it, if you still believe in the product, and you still believe in Carbine, you still believe in Wildstar, you need to show that. Because yeah. if we don't play it, they don't make money. If they don't make money, NCSoft starts to lose it. If it's if it's enough, it's significant enough, the, stock, the investors start getting ornery, and then that's where we start having problems. Now, Going I know on we, what Indi- oh, Indigo said about uh, their, the investors not caring about what the what anything is except for the portfolio numbers, I'd really like to believe that there's one like super rich hardcore gamer that's investing that's just like, <laughs> yeah. no, I don't care about my margins. I want Wildstar, just like pushing <laughs> money onto it. Like, take there's my probably. money, take it all. Did you did you guys <laughs> did you guys notice the Nintendo um, shareholders meeting a few months back or a month back or so? No, they did a shareholders meeting. And it was very apparent, and the people were translating the Japanese to English. It was very apparent that a grand majority of shareholders didn't even realize Nintendo made games. <laughs> they straight up, they were just straight up like, "We're losing money to the degree we don't agree with." So fuck you, fix this. Oh, you make and Nintendo's saying, "Well, if you let us do what we're gonna do and make games, I don't fucking care about your games. I'm losing money. Fix that." But but. That's what we do. We make you video games so you get money. And then the majority of them didn't understand that concept because they don't only invest in Nintendo. They invest in other stuff. Sure. Nintendo's just another like three digit code for a company that performs or doesn't perform. Exactly. And that's the investors to NCSoft. And that's our assumption of it. There's got to be a a small fraction where you're right. That's like, I'm really invested in NCSoft. I really invested in their products. And I really like Wildstar Succeed. But like I said, if, if Carbine can convince them that, that this is a, a risk that they need to continue investing in, NCSoft will do it. And the reason then they'll keep investing on it if we keep taking this seriously, calling uh, Carbine out on their crap and applauding them for what they do well and enjoying the game and recommending it. Because it goes back to those box copies. I personally don't give a crap about what they sold at launch. I care about, from here on out, what gets the numbers consistent and increasing. Yeah. Now, I know we, we didn't talk about this in show notes, but... I- I kind of have a question. Do you think the reason why uh, a lot of people are kind of like fearing the end of MMOs is because we had two really big titles have a, two really big crashes? Like other than though, other than SWOTOR and Final Fantasy, I mean, I, I really haven't seen any other MMOs that have changed uh, formats from the start. Uh, I- it, I it uh, dude, Whoa. you have to freaking warn me before you ask me. It's not in the show notes. I have no <laughs> idea what to say. Oh, I'm I'm totally cool with that because I've been thinking about that a lot personally. I don't think about anything that's not in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can listen and yeah, then no, kind I, of make your assumption based off that. Now the cool. Oh, part- blah, 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 blah. oh god, shut up! <laughs> hey, you know what? This is not only your show. This is also the <laughs> listener's show, and maybe they're interested in this. And this is a, a discussion that's been happening a lot in the last few years about the sure. supposed slowdown and death of the MMO. Because let's be honest, they take a long time to develop. It's a lot of money, and for a while there, there was a long streak of people and the communities touting them as the WoW killer. Yeah. And once this more recent batch of games in the last, like, two, three years that are being released started to purposely get away from that moniker, uh, some people have been seeing or assuming they're seeing a increase in fun. And there's a nice little shot in the arm from the consoles, but they don't call them MMOs. They call them persistent online games. Destiny is an MMO. 
It is a persistent online world where you play with multiple players to accomplish the goals. That sounds like Elder Scrolls. That sounds like Wildstar. That sounds like Firefall. That sounds like WoW. That sounds like Aeon, Terra, everyone else. Well, it is for what an it's MMO worth, on a console. Specifically about that like differentiation between MMO and persistent online game, I think maybe the reason that console gamers or console game companies have gone away from the term MMO is specifically because it like not in the gaming community necessarily but in overall society it kind of has a bad connotation MMO game actually it's you're like, right you're exactly it's right. kind of a, it's associated with like I'm gonna stay here all the time and just do this and it's gonna like negatively impact my life when they were doing like back when WoW was first becoming a huge thing they were doing all those studies on how it affected like psychology of teenagers and stuff like that it was all about WoW they used WoW's name over and over again they didn't say video games they didn't say stuff like that they said WoW and MMO and massively multiplayer online game, like, they destroyed that term. And so yeah. I think they're trying to get away from it for that reason in, and not... In the console sense, they had tried MMOs in the console market. The PS2 had an EverQuest MMO. Um, DCU is on PS3 and PS4 right now. Elder Scrolls is attempting to get into uh, PS4 and Xbox One. And there were rumors and rumblings, and I have no links anymore to back that up. But at one point during Wildstar's <laughs> development, they had asked Gaffney... Or, or Gaffney or somebody else said, are you contemplating bringing Wildstar to MMOs? And they said, maybe, possibly, but it's not what we're focusing on right now. We're focusing on Wait. PC market because that's where our game is at. You mean, the, are you contemplating bringing Wildstar to consoles? Consoles, you said, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, to consoles. Now, yeah. and it's true because because MMOs didn't do well at, on consoles. They stopped making them for consoles. And the, the average console player does not have the same mentality or playtime or sit-down time typically, uh, statistically speaking, than a, a PC player. And sure. obviously they do overlap, but right. the people that are buying console MMOs don't don't invest that time from, so they've remarketed them as persistent online communities. Well, I, I want to drop a bombshell on you guys, and it, which is there are a ton of MMOs, not MMORPGs, but MMOs on consoles. It's called Call of Duty, Modern Warfare. Well, absolutely. Yeah, those are absolutely. More absolutely. Do you but, level but, up as you play? The more you play, do you level up? But in that same perspective, yeah. you can, I'm asking you, can you a question. Yeah, yeah, I said, you yeah. Do, you do. I answered your question. Okay, Why you so you it? level up, and as you level up, do you get to put points or cash or different things into different skill sets, allowing you to have your own direction in which you play that game? Sure. True. All I'm saying. I, I, it, I don't think that's what defines an MMO, though. It, it, I think actually, technically, just... massively multiplayer online game is what defi defi uh, makes an MMO, which yeah, Call but... of Duty is online and is a massive multiplayer game. But what differentiates massive. an MMO in the sense that Wildstar is an MMO and Call of Duty is just an online game is that it is a, Call of Duty is an instance-based, purely instance-based arena shooter. That's really what it is. It's more, more akin to Unreal than to Wildstar. And if, you can, if you're if you you're can, gonna, if you're going to use MMO as a moniker for Call of Duty, by that extension, you're now lumping in Smite, League, and Dota, and uh, MOBA type games, and Farmville now into <laughs> MMOs. They are they are MMOs. They are not MMORPGs. And, and but also by that perspective, by the difference perspective, between Borderlands MOBA is now considered an MMO, and the difference you play with between. Yeah, which is fine. All games are going towards MMOs. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, is that they're they're mapping a single world. The thing is, is that we're differentiation. We're making differentiation between MMO RPGs, which are like 
Wildstar, which are like WoW, which are like SWOTOR. Those are MMORPGs, role-playing games, okay? The thing is, is that MMOs as a whole are what the entire market is going towards. And the question I was really more asking was the fact is that we had two huge failures in the last couple of years in MMORPGs. SWOTOR, which was one of the first games, I, and I, I don't, I'm not going to say the only game, but one of the only games that I've seen that's gone from monthly subscription to free-to-play that wasn't automatically free-to-play, and the massive failure that was Final Fantasy where they actually cut the servers. So I, yeah, they straight I, I want to say that those two... Up cut it out and read yeah. it. So I, I, I want to say the reason why so many people are crying uh, in fear is because these were two huge titles that failed miserably. And I want to say, like, personally, I want to say the reason that they failed is because they were such huge titles and had so many people behind it and had so many expectations for it that that's what really toppled over their expect uh, toppled over what happened. Wildstar is by itself a standalone and they don't care like as from what I saw from these Reddit posts and from what I'm saying, they're not overall looking at numbers. They're looking at making a good quality game and I think they're getting there. And I think that they they have a good fun game that I really enjoy playing. Of course there's bugs, but hell, I played Vanilla WoW, trust me, it was miserable. Like it, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the question again to you guys. Do you what is your guys' opinion about the fact that we had two huge titles fail in the last couple of years, and do you think that that is what is affecting everyone to assume that MMOs are, are um, failing as a whole? Hmm. I I I don't think that they're failing as a whole. I think that once they saw the failures of trying to chase something that was never going to happen. They wanted to come out with eight years worth of content right out the box after five years of development. The investors wanted that or the developers wanted that, and this is all speculation, but it's pretty common It's pretty common to see that happening. Uh, MMOs are totally different beasts from a console game or for a standalone PC game. You have to have not only the development of it, but you need to have constant upkeep on it. And we had that period where everyone was trying to be the WoW killer, and a lot of people that were creating the games behind the scenes, except for the actual developers making the game, they were saying, well, you know, Blizzard made a ton of money and we could do that too. Let's just roll it out and be wow. And we're done. And they were looking for a quick buck. And it is kind mm-hmm. of seen in a lot of those cookie cutters and those, a lot of Korean MMOs are the same way. And some, and there were, there are some, the good ones rose above and they're still around. They still have consistent communities, but that, that doesn't help when people just flood the market because one game did really well. And they don't take into account that there's a reason why that one game did really well. It took them mm-hmm. years. It took them a, a, a consistent, branded, profitable, and reliable IP. And they kept their expectations in line. And once mm-hmm. they got that set down, they went to work on expanding. Now, yeah, Final Fantasy XIV flopped miserably. Uh, Swotor had a lot of promise, but they failed to deliver on certain fronts. In the last two, three years, we're watching uh, MMOs like Firefall, like uh, Destiny, like um, what's the other one that was came out recently on, on Xbox 360, but I forgot. It didn't last very long. It was tied up to a TV show. Like Wildstar, like uh, DCU Online. They are, their development teams and their backers said, okay, cool. We're no longer chasing after the WoW killer. We just want to make a game in an MMO-style market 
that can give people experience they haven't had previously. And once they had that in mind, we started to see a more diverse amount of games. And I see this being a second win to that genre. Kind of like how the shooter was long dead until Modern Warfare came out and just shot it right in the arm. And yeah. I think having this, yeah, this crop of games is the second win. Wildstar, Elder Scrolls, um, Destiny, it, get hyped for good reason. They're 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 second wind. It it would it, this or they could be the death knell. But I'm I want to be optimistic. <laughs> that was depressing. <laughs> it's true. I mean, when when people get desperate, they start to get creative. So this might be the death knell. This might be the second wind. I want to say second wind. I I do too. I agree 100. percent I I mean, I, I yeah. Anyways, Krug, do you have an opinion or do you are we ready to move on? I, I've I know I've pushed this a lot. <laughs> I just want to say that I just recently got into MMOs and I'm really enjoying them. And if this is the end of the genre, I'm going to be really upset because I just got started. It's not fair. Do it for Krug. <laughs> Do it I for Krug. Play. Do it for Krug. MMOs for Krug. Nope. The <laughs> hashtag, hashtag MMO for Krug. Hashtag MMO for Krug. All right. Uh, I think we're, I think we're, I'm done. Yeah. That's my opinion. Yeah, I, think, <laughs> I want I them. Was... Make it happen. Yeah. Let's, let's keep this, let's keep this going. And uh, that was going to bring us to add-ons. Yeah. Now, before we've all just kind of said, okay, here's an add-on, try it out. And I figured we might be doing a disservice to the community by just saying, here's an add-on, try it out. Krug made a good point in trying to spotlight lesser-known add-ons if we can find them and variations on add-ons because everyone's already heard of plates, Everyone's already heard of Potato UI. Everyone's already waiting on bated breath for a more usable and less breaky Viking hug. So this week, <laughs> I went out and I tested out N-Prime plates. Uh, and the reason why I had heard was because Razor Plates is no longer being supported. That may or may not be true. That's what I heard, and I figured, that's, well... That's what it says, and the, the author posted that on yeah. the thing. So, so now it's time to try something new. I'm confident that's true. Yeah. So once <laughs> Razor Plates breaks, unless someone else takes up the mantle, it's broken. And why do you want to play with broken UI? Or broken nameplates? So I tried out in, in Prime Plates, and the first thing I noticed was Razor Plates had a tendency to get really cluttery, especially in PvP, or with a bunch of ads on the screen. And Prime Plates has a different layout. It's really clean. It's a little more spaced out. And the bars are so much more easily readable than uh, than Razor Plates. And I thoroughly enjoyed that. Right off the bat, I noticed it. It, it just it, it also looks more sci-fi-ish than MMO add-on-ish that Razor Plates kind of looked like. And I'm really used to MMO Razor Plates kind of look, looking like it. So I'm cool with that. But then N Prime said, okay, we're going to do something more sci-fi clean modern you know less less big bright colors more clean edges and uh like soft uh soft edges or soft gradients and whatnot so you're gonna enjoy this the bars are really thin though so if you're playing on a small screen they're gonna be harder to tell even if you have the option for thicker shield bars your first few times first few days first few weeks playing with enterprise plates are gonna be a little difficult i'll just throw it out there i really wish it was an option to increase the width of them you can increase the size, but it, I don't think it increases the width enough to, to make it noticeable. The really cool part is, though, you have the option to gray out everyone else but your target. That's freaking awesome in uh, PvE if you're tank healing or if you're looking for a specific heal. Combo that with grid and your golden for everything. It even has a SWOTOR-style legacy targeting option. So when you target somebody, you notice everyone else getting grayed out. But that object, in spite of all of the fireworks going on around you... Is going to have a nice big red box around it, and it's super easy to read. 
And that's what I really love about end prime plates more than anything else. It doesn't have the customization that razor plates has. Razor plates, you can customize the size of every goddamn thing imaginable. If it had a nameplate, you can customize it. Good. End prime plates just simply says, you want to show this in combat? You want to show this out of combat? Okay, good. We're just going to take, take care of the rest. So if you really want to control every bit of it, as long as it's still around not broken, stick with razor plates, stick with opti plates, stick with something else. If you want something clean that's easily readable, despite the small size, I'm surprised how, how after about two, three days, I didn't have to search for a bar. It just instantly highlighted, and the thin bars actually did work really well if you use the block um, feature on it instead of the flat bar feature. I prefer that for the first time and only like flat bars, but I'll change that for this. Uh, there's no way to really change colors, so you don't get that. But uh, I, I personally would really recommend Empire Plates. In fact, I'm going to use that now instead of going back to Razor Plates. I, I really dig the cleanliness of it, the modernness of it. Lack of options don't bother me, even though they originally did. So not only am I going to say go test it out, I'm, I really enjoy it. I just hope that they do a few minor That's tweaks awesome. here and there. Good times, man. Yeah. Yeah. What about you guys? Have any new add-ons for this week? Uh, so I kind of have a, a just general thing that I want to say about add-ons and then an add-on that I'd like to review because it does something that I had been looking for in the game for a long time. Uh, so add-ons, in my opinion, and according to uh, uh, Bitwise, uh, aren't just about modifying what Carbine has done and making them better uh, in the sense that you're adding more features or changing the way something works. Sometimes they're just kind of about getting the game to work. So I think at one point Bitwise said, if we don't do it fast enough, go out and do it yourself. That's, that's add-ons are, you can do that with add-ons since with all of the add-ons that Carbine has made, you can see the code, you can edit the code. It's all there for you to play with. Uh, some people have taken it upon themselves to take the small broken pieces of, of add-ons that Carbine's developed and kind of make them work. Um, and for that reason, uh, I want to talk about fixes add-ons that fix things that are just the way carbine intended them to work but maybe they don't necessarily work that way now uh, my favorite of which is adelia i don't know if i'm pronouncing it right it's a-d-e-l-e-a -E -E ui fixes uh and it does two things the first is the cell tabs on the commodities exchange are now sorted properly i don't use that option because i don't really have a problem with the way they're sorted now um but the second one is the one i use and it's beautiful uh Sticky whispers. If you're in a whisper mode in chat and you don't type slash W person's name message and just type message, it'll add the slash W person's name automatically. What? So I I'm, need that. I hate that option. That doesn't work. Oh, that's that. awesome. Right? Right? See, it doesn't it doesn't modify it. Like, it doesn't change the nameplate so that they look all cool and it doesn't, like, add, like, automatic crafting to the game. It's a really small fix to a feature that just makes it so much easier to communicate with people. It's awesome. I, I'm just going to – I just searched for fix in Curse. And there's uh, costume fix, rune crafting fix, chat fixed, guild roster stutter fix, Adelia UI fixes, crafting mount fix, trade skill search fix, ABUR UI fixes, potion key fix, fix datacron, crowd control UI fix, sprint meter fix, API 9, fix chat log, so on and so forth. And there are two pages of that. So my point is, if there's something in the game that's bothering you, but you don't want to go from whatever stock version of an add-on you have to something that's drastically different just go and try to find someone that's fixed it and like kept everything else the same i know that there's a nameplates option in here somewhere that 
emulates the stock nameplates almost perfectly, but fixes or attempts to fix the problems with the stock nameplates disappearing and all that other stuff and the resources that they take up, which I know have gotten better over time, but some people are still having issues with. So yeah, Adelia UI fixes for the Sticky Whispers is uh, my add-on for the week. Uh, I can't really review it in full. I mean, I can tell you my experience is way better in the game since I started using it, as far as whispers are concerned. Uh, and yeah, if you find something that's bothering you, just try to find someone who's fixed it, and you'll probably run across something for it. That's really yeah. cool, I, especially with Sticky Whispers. I I need something like that, because I, I always end up writing a really big... I'm really wordy, if you haven't noticed. Yes, you are. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll reply... <laughs> in game with something really specific and being really in depth about it and I'll hit enter and then it says did not send <laughs> yeah because you type the name wrong or you didn't put a space like after the W like a whole bunch of problems yeah so that's really cool I'm going to try that out but uh, gentlemen is that pretty much it I think I think that's it I, I would agree 100% so and I guess we're going to start the close up now I so typically we will, or I will, or we will attempt to tweet if we're going to do a stream this week for Strange Tales Live. Keep us on Twitter at Holomosh for me and at Strange Tales for the podcast. And I believe Indigo underscore STR. Uh, Indigo Jones uh, underscore STR. Indigo Jones underscore STR. You can find us on Facebook with Facebook and then look for Strange Tales. If you can find us on Twitch, we're at twitch.tv slash strange tales. I think there's a few other places too. Oh yeah, you can find us on iTunes. We're awesome. Yes. We're on iTunes. You can give us comments and love that we'll maybe read because we don't I don't I don't use iTunes anyway. I will definitely read them. I check our stuff on a regular basis. <laughs> I do too. I just don't have iTunes, so I always forget to check iTunes. Or Stitcher yeah, if check. you have that. Uh, and if you want to email us, um, you can email us at strange tales mailbag at gmail.com. You can find us at Reddit. I am uh, Holomosh. Uh, it's pretty consistent all the way around. I believe STOS Krug is yes. you? Yes. Yeah. And yep. then Indigo Jones underscore STR, I believe, as well, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. we should make that standard. <laughs> yeah. We should find some way of standardizing it, but whatever. Yep. Yep. <sighs> and that's going to be all for this week. My name is Doc. I'm Indigo. And I'm Krug. Whoa! <laughs> oh, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> Who invited Tickle Me Elmo? <laughs> it's Krug the homicidal Chua. Oh, I clicked the wrong button. I wanted to do the evil one. I'm Krug. Is that better? <laughs> yes. And we are, we are strange tales from outer space. You guys have a good time. Bye.